Steve graciously passed the baton to us and is taking a day off, so it's awesome. But we're just excited to be um, with you this morning and to actually share something with you that we're very passionate about. Um, before we get started, we have two promises that we're going to make to you. <laughs> you go first. Uh, <laughs> I, I promise not to get the arts and crafts out or to tell you to hear my voice clap once. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you that I will not make you all stand up, get in a straight line in order of your birth dates without talking. Because that's something else you, you also do in student ministry. So we promise it will not be too painful this morning. <laughs> no, this morning, we, um, if you haven't figured it out already, we're going to be talking about stories and the gloriness of stories. So what better way to start, about, start telling stories than to tell a story? Great, great idea. Um, you may or may not know this about me, um, but I am not really known for my storytelling abilities. I'm a fairly nostalgic person, and so when things happen in my life, I usually have an emotion or a story that comes up that takes me back to a previous story. And then I get this great idea in my head that I feel like everybody around me needs to know exactly what that memory was from, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. So I do my due diligence and do my best to share with them a story. Now, usually my mouth will start, start flapping and start talking, and, and then I begin to think about in my brain, like, well, what sort of details should I put in this story as my mouth is talking, right? So I think about, should I tell them that I forgot breakfast that morning, or should I tell them that what shirt I wore, because then later on at lunchtime I got ketchup on it? Like, all of these details go through my brain, like, what kind of details are important to set the scene for this person. Well, usually by the time my mouth is flapping and I'm going through all these questions in my brain, I then have lost the people that I'm actually talking to and they're sort of off doing their own thing. And I actually ask myself, so why was I telling this story in the first place, <laughs> right? I do that so many times, like, uh, and I'll usually ask the person, why was I telling you this story? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Bad storytelling. I was so bad at storytelling that when I lived in Texas, the people that I worked with actually would rate how I told stories. So on a scale from one to 10, they would usually rate me like three to four, which is not a great average. Highest I ever really got was like seven, okay? And that was being kind. But my storytelling um, abilities Let's just say that's not the legacy that I'm going to leave behind <laughs> is my storytelling abilities. But I bet they loved hearing those <laughs> stories. And just for you today, I'm going to give her a 10 on that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I bet they loved hearing those stories because they, they got to know you better. Yeah. It's all about our stories connecting us to one another. And telling stories is all about being relational. It involves us in other people's lives, and they get to know us better, too. And we grow in relationship with them while in the process of all the storytelling. And it's how God designed us to be connected, to be in relationships. It's been like that since the beginning of time with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We were made to be in relationships, and that's how we s share our stories so, and it makes that person more relatable and human, right? If you go to a conference or hear a speaker or even Pastor Steve tells a story, 
it makes them more human. You feel like you know them a little bit better and that, that you have that connection with them. It's doing life together. Doing life together. And it connects us to one another on a much deeper level, both family and friends, mm -hmm. everybody. I would agree with that statement. Stories, they, they are a part of that relationship building piece, right? And God created us to be in community with one another. He created us and made us into a family when we come into, into life. So this family that we, are, that we live in um, looks different for everybody. It might be the people that we eat dinner with at night or that we sleep under the same roof of. Um, it could be the people that you're sitting next to here this morning. Our church family is something that's holy and, and put together purposefully. Church family is really important. Church uh, family can also look like the people that you play softball with or the people that you meet on Wednesday afternoons for coffee. Family looks different for everybody, but it should look different for everybody. Family, I think a great definition to encompass everything that family might define is the people that we do life with. Family is the people that we do life with. In our house, we've always said, um, there's no haves, no holes, no steps, no, nothing. We are all just family and we are doing life together. Mm -hmm. Family will influence us whether we like it or not. I'm a fairly quirky person, and so is my family. I believe that that is a learned trait that I got from my family. Case in point, uh, I had come home for Christmas dinner and walked into the house. Mom had made Christmas dinner. It was all set. The table was set. You know, she got the nice fine china out because she only brings it out once or twice a year, and um, mom and dad are sitting there on the table. My brother and my sister are there and just waiting for me to walk in. So I sit down and mom says, she's like, well, we should probably say grace. Well, some backstory on my family. I'm a quirky person because my family is quirky. Uh, one of our favorite movies is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think maybe some of you have seen this movie. Uh, so let me uh, sort of set the scene for you of one of our favorite scenes as a family. Um, so there's Chevy Chase. He's at the head of the table. They're ready for their dinner, uh, their Christmas dinner. His cousin Eddie is there with his family. Um, Clark, who is, who is Chevy Chase, his wife is there and their kids and his parents, his in-laws, and then Aunt Bethany and her husband. So dinner's ready, all ready to go, and Clark looks at the family and says, well, we should probably say grace. Let's have Aunt Bethany do that, you know, giving her that, that honor. Aunt Bethany looks over and she says, grace, she died 30 years ago. <laughs> She's very hard hearing. Her husband leans over to Aunt Bethany and he, he says, no, 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 the blessing. You can tell that Aunt Bethany now understands what's going on. So she bows her head, everyone folds their he hands, and she starts with, I pledge allegiance to the flag <laughs> of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Cousin Eddie then stands up, covers his heart with his hand, and finishes. They sit down, and Chevy Chase is like, all right, sounds good, there we go. <laughs> so back to my family, my, my brother was like, Grace, she died 30 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. My mom rolls her eyes. My dad is laughing hysterically. My sister then says, 
no, 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 the blessing. I'm like, we can't just stop this. We have to continue this whole scene. So mom continues. She's like, whatever, let's just do this and get it done with. My brother and sister then start with, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. They stand up at the Christmas table and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, blah, 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 finish the end. Oh, my gosh. My mom rolls her eyes. She looks at me, and she says, can you just say a prayer, please, so we can eat? I said, yes. So I pray, and we finish with our Christmas dinner. My family is quirky. Family will influence us whether we like it or not. <laughs> and besides sharing those awesome family stories, we can also share our faith stories with one another, um, what we believe about our relationship with God and how we see God at work in our lives, too. And I got to... Um, Tell, I want to tell a story about that. that Kristen Barbin was talking last week or so about Madison's graduation coming up, you know, and she was kind of teary too. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sad time. It's a happy time, but I was happy to hear her story. And, and uh, she was talking about all the people that had influenced Madison over the years and, you know, how much that meant to them. And, and then she started to tell me a story about one day during the Love Can series, they were running a little bit late to church, which I get. It's hard. And so they, she didn't want to come in. And you know, if you know the Barbans, you know, they sit right there. The second right pew the is front. theirs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they sit right there. And so she didn't want to come all the way up to the front and, you know, create any scene or anything. So, so they snuck in the back and sat down. You know, and at first she's looking out going, oh, I'm in the back. But then it, she had this overwhelming sense of looking out over all these people that maybe she was supposed to sit in the back that day because all of these people that she was looking out over had had an influence on Madison's life. We've all been a part of helping to raise Madison. It wasn't just her and George alone. It's all of us. And she was so thankful for that because she's always wanted other adults in her children's lives to influence them and help them out and to be here for them. And she could see, looking out over all of you, that all of you have a story with Madison. And Madison probably has stories with all of you too. And how blessed she felt like th about that. Because it wasn't just her and George graduating mm -hmm. Madison and sending her off into the world. It's all of us. We are all a part of that story. And how blessed she felt by that. And this week they were talking and reflecting on, on Jerry Krause and his stories and how they had influenced the girls and their family over the years and his jokes and his joy <laughs> and all of his story and how it fits into Faith Westwood's story too. And Jesus was a great storyteller. True statement. He told parables about God and about how we should treat one another too. Yeah. And the, the psalmist from this morning's um, reading also understood the idea of having to pass, um, pass this faith down to, from generation to generation. If you wouldn't mind to grab a Bible and the pew in front of you, and we're going to turn to the Psalm 78. And it is on page 582 this morning. If you don't have a Bible at home, this one um, that you have in your hands is for you. Please take it home. We will go ahead and fill in um, the rack later, but wanted to make sure you have a Bible at your home. So take that with you if you need to. So we're going to read um, verse 4 together out loud. Um, so Psalm 78, verse 4. All right. You ready? Yep. So we, we will, will not hide, hide them from our descendants. descendants. We will, we will tell, tell the, the next generation, generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. 
The psalmist knew exactly the power and the, the purpose of telling these stories, to pass down God's praiseworthiness, to pass down the commands that he had given. I'm in, cha- in verse 5, he continues, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so that the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and that they would in turn tell their children. This idea of passing on who God is, their faith story from one person to another. This is the same sort of idea that is written in um, Deuteronomy 6. So the psalmist is, is, is sharing exactly what Moses was trying to teach and to pass on to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6. In the chapter before, in chapter 5, he, uh, Moses just repeats the um, Ten Commandments as a reminder for the Israelites and then speaks to them saying, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And you are in to pass these decrees, these commands, onto your next generation, to the children after them, and the children after them, by tying something around your finger, by writing them on your forehead, writing the decrees and, and commands that God has given us on our door, por- door, door posts. These are very public places, our finger, our forehead, the goalposts that um, are the doorposts that are in front of the houses. This is important to, to share and to, to have the story and the commands that God has given us a part of our lives in a very public place. So we learn um, then back from, to the psalm um, in verse 7. He says, They will put their trust in God, that they would not forget these deeds, but, and, but would keep his commands. Storytelling is purposeful. What if our stories that we told to other people had God's love and goodness at the center of them? Yeah, and I like how it ties in with Deuteronomy 6. It's how we connect the church and the family. Um, we don't tie things on our fingers or write things on our foreheads anymore, but we, we give families ideas and different times of the day where you can share your faith and those stories um, about God with, with your kids and just in talking to them and building that relationship. There's certain times. There's morning time, like when they're getting up in the morning, getting ready for school. Some of my kids didn't do so well at that time, but I liked the, the, the drive time in the car when it's not eye contact, so they think, yeah, maybe you're not listening as much, but secret's out. Guys, we do listen, but I, I love the drive time because I get to hear my kids' hearts when they're mm-hmm. talking to their friends and sharing life with their friends, too. There's dinner time around the table where you can talk and share stories, and if you can't come up with a subject, there's always the Tuesday table talk text from children's ministry that we share to get things going. Um, there's the hang time when you're just hanging out and sharing life. There's also bedtime, even just the rituals that even with high school students, I know it's not cool anymore to, you know, for a bedtime ritual. But some of them like that. They like the time with their parents that, that mm-hmm. connects them. And um, we have these times with our church family, too. Here at church, we have donuts and coffee and cookies. Donuts. And time to share our stories. And today you'll even get time to share your stories with ice cream because it's Sunday, Sunday. Yay! Is anybody excited about ice cream? Yes. Oh, we have on. a couple of people over here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Okay, great. We just make sure you're awake. Great. 
Yes, our church family is very important. That, that piece that we are able to come and share who we are and to be supported by others and to support others. It's a, it's a great blessing. So who in your life is that person who has spoken into your life um, with faith stories? Who has walked alongside of you or maybe even told you um, about who God was or who Jesus was in the very beginning? Who is that first person that you remember? So I'm going to um, challenge you to think real quick who that person might be who has um, spoken into you through faith stories. And then I'm going to have you turn to your neighbor and share who that person is and maybe a story about that person. Ready, set, go. Sharing faith stories, sharing stories of faith, is sometimes hard to think about. When did I first hear back to, when was that? Did I first hear, when, and to really pinpoint when that first point or that moment was. And maybe that's, it's, it's not possible, but I bet there is somebody still that still um, tells you stories of faith or, or walks with that um, sort of light, that share stories, family stories, church family stories. Right, and all of your stories are a part of God's perfect, big love story for us. We have an important role. Each one of us has an important role in God's big story. It doesn't end. God is the original author of all our stories, and they all tie into his big, perfect love story. It all connects. And the Bible tells the story from the very beginning, and he continues to write his perfect story throughout time until the day we are all in heaven celebrating with him together in restoration. This morning as we end our time together, we're going to um, read you some words um, from the ultimate storyteller. And this is Jesus. Jesus would teach us, would teach um, people around him through stories, through parables, right? 
Um, so these stories would give us an idea of who he was, about who God was and his goodness. So the words um, um, from this passage are actually right before Jesus is arrested. Jesus is praying to God about the believers. He's, he's praying about um, for a blessing over, over the believers, for you and for me. The story of God and the story of his son, Jesus, is a powerful one. If you just tell the story. So Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, your story, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you for the gift of stories. We thank you that, um, that you are in the stories that we are able to tell. We pray that um, this week that you would give us an opportunity to see our story and to see you in our story. That we would have an opportunity also to share our story with somebody else. That we would be bold enough to um, just share a quick story. Maybe it's about us or maybe it's about God, but God, that they would see you through our stories. Not about us, not about the words that we say or how we say it, but Lord God, that they would see you in your light and your goodness through it.